You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the Broadway Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Members of our Patreon get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes videos, blogs, and other perks, including free apparel and so much more. To become part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. What are we talking about today? All right, on today's episode, we're going to just talk about how this year has been. It has been a year since... The global um, pandemic the shutdown. The global pandemic shutdown. And what a year it's been. Oh my gosh. What a year I mean, it's honestly, been. when you start to think about it, it's a little overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. I'm really, you know, it's a, a little past the year mark now. And, you know, at this point last year, I mean, I'm just speaking personally, my anxiety was like mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, it was so high. I felt like... um all of the air in my body was like up in the bottom of my throat and I couldn't, I just couldn't breathe. I mean, it was really, it was really a tough, a tough adjustment. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you would call it. We didn't know what was happening. Yeah, we just didn't know was what was like... happening. And then you would turn on the news and, and all of the stuff that was happening in New York City in the beginning was, um, was terrible and so much. And, and we were stuck in our apartment. and So exactly a year ago, where were we? Because you're really good at remembering things like this. Exactly a year ago. We were in we the East Village. In the East Village, in our apartment in New York. And, you know, we were scared to go outside. We I would... can't even remember how much time passed before we started to just work online. Because you, you had been teaching at like steps no you were teaching at um, i was teaching at ballet academy east ballet academy east that was like my regular teaching job and, and you were teaching there like two or three times a week right yeah i taught there three times a week and um and so i think pretty early on i mean maybe like a week passed not even a week and then it all went online maybe two weeks i don't know but definitely it happened all pretty quickly. And I think that we were in kind of shock at the time because I honestly, my my concept of time just feels very non-existent yeah. <laughs> from that moment because I just remember at some point I woke up and was like, I had this community of actors that I work with online that could use my help right now. And I just jumped into like, coaching mode and started doing my interviews every day. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And wasn't I doing interviews every day during the week? Yeah. I'm not sure if that happened in the city or... No, I remember it it? started probably the second week of we were in the city. Yeah. So it's crazy to think like it feels like maybe in the very beginning we were in shock, which we were because like when you think about it, one of the first things that I remember watching 
um, like binge watching was um, the um, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger King. King. <laughs> and I remember like a friend of mine actually texted me and was like, oh was my God. Damien? No, it was um, Jason Bavinsky. Oh, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He texted me and was like, you have to watch this. This show has you written all, <laughs> like has your name written all over it. Cause it's like, a, like I was at one point obsessed with animals people, in captivity. Yeah. Having wild animals. <laughs> Anyways. So who would have thought that would have become such a trend? Yeah, because that everyone was so was home. long ago, and also like we watched it, and I think like a day we did. I remember <laughs> we were just sitting on the couch, and I was like, "Well, let's just keep watching. Yeah. Let's just keep watching," because we had nothing else to do, we and we were so scared to, to go outside. And you know, those early days, I can just remember our anxiety, or my anxiety, being so high, and you know, the the things that I did to cope was. Um, we would watch TV, a lot of it at once. Um, we would go outside regularly, but only like maybe once a day, maybe twice. And we would walk around for a half hour. And at the time, it was it was still really cold. And the weather was pretty depressing. I do remember that. But we tried to make the most of it. We And we did we do a good job of well, that. Well, then we started like doing TikTok. I was like kind of digging into TikTok because while you would teach class, I would go into like the bedroom yeah. and I'd be like, <laughs> right. And I would like just kind of start exploring TikTok. And I was like, we're going to go outside and do a dance. We need to go outside. So we started doing those little, I think the first one was the rent dance, right? Well, mm -hmm. we did some inside the apartment and then yeah, we would go out to Tompkins Square Park and do, do stuff. stuff or we would go out to like Greenwich Village and do something. And but that, after, was our, that was our basically our exercise. Yeah, that was our only exercise. I also, you know, it's really funny too to think about, <clears throat> but I don't know if it's funny, but and I don't, I think it's on the TikToks too. You can see that we don't have masks on, but we're wearing gloves. <laughs> Because I don't think we had masks at the time. Like, I think it was really oh, early yeah. on. We didn't. So we had a lot of gloves because the our building had a big box of gloves. Uh -huh. The um, entryway. The entryway. So we would always have gloves. And then I guess we did have masks because we couldn't go into stores without a mask. Or no, we would just use, like, our shirts and things and scarves. We used scarves. That's what we were doing. Mm -hmm. We were using scarves. That's right. Um, so that's crazy to think about. And that's all we would do is like kind of walk around. But that was two weeks. We were only there for two weeks because after the second week, yeah, like two and a half weeks. Cause we got back what, like the 15th of March. Yeah. After that second week, we were like, we got to get out of here. We had a car that yeah. we were, they were not doing alternate side of the street parking, which was great. Yes. Yeah, so we did. But we would, but we find just like, we have this car Let's get out. and Steven's brother has a house in Pittsburgh. Let's just go. So yeah. It's crazy to think that that was a year ago. Yeah, we left on April 1st. <laughs> so you have such a good memory for these dates. Well, I mean, I remember that because we got there on April 1st and my mom's birthday is April 2nd. So oh. I, I was like excited that we could be there for her birthday and kind of... But we couldn't... Remember for her birthday, we just we, went We outside. got a card and we sprayed it with hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, because we and couldn't we, actually see her. Yeah, and we left it like on the front porch yeah. and sprayed it with hand sanitizer. And then we stood in the backyard and she came out on the sang. deck and we sang happy birthday to her. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so that was really fun. It's funny to think about that because now people are just like, you know, eating at restaurants, not wearing masks. You're like, what, what's what has happened? happened? Yeah. Um, but thank God we had that car and we were able to get out of there just for, and we thought we were only going to be there for like a few weeks. 
I don't know what we thought. And then we were like <laughs> there for three months. We were there for three months. And in that time, let's like... What did we watch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Because we got really into We got into a lot things. of things. So I think whatever the newest season of Ozark was... Oh, yeah. I think that was like season three of Ozark. Is that right? So good. And that show is so good. And that season was so good with the brother... Who came into town mm-hmm. and his acting, whoever that I can't think of. He was great. Name, but he was amazing, mm-hmm. and that show is just so shockingly good. I mean, like the fact, the things that happened on that show are just shocking. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Um, what else? What other? We were got into like crazy documentaries. We love documentaries. Um, I remember when we first got there, we watched, and again, our anxiety. My anxiety was so high. Like I just. I, I didn't know how to like be, but we watched this documentary and what was it called? It was about the, the cult leader. Oh my gosh. It was something like welcome to hell. Or, no, no, no. Um, it was like hell. Oh gosh. It was on Netflix. Anyway, it was about this <laughs> cult leader who like, who like turned out to be like a former porn star. He was like rowdy. And like all of the footage that they had of him, he was like always walking around in a speedo and like all of the people he was kind of like, um, not healing them, but uh, laying his hands on them, laying his hands on them and like passing light through them, you know, like kind of like a, not like a spiritual something, but like, He's in a speedo, and like all of the people are like on their knees, and it always looked very like <laughs> inappropriate. Inappropriate, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Anyways, that was a fun one. I wish I could remember what it was called, and um, I can't remember. Um, oh man, it was so it was so holy good. hell, holy hell. Oh my god! If you are looking for some crazy documentary, watch that. And like I said, our anxiety was really high, and we watched that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" And at some point, I guess maybe it was like a couple weeks into Pittsburgh, I was like, we were calling my friend Lisa, who is one of our best friends, and um, we were just like, I was talking to her. I was like, I just feel like I'm not getting any, I'm not being very active. And she was like, you just need to get up and go for a walk. And I was like, okay. So I just started getting into this, like before I check my phone, before I do anything, I'm going to go for a walk. And I started getting up and doing that and it made all the difference. And then we started as a couple Mm -hmm. taking as a couple, (laughs) as a married couple, we started taking walks together there and we would walk for like at least 45 minutes. There was this beautiful trail and we would see bunny rabbits and birds and all kinds of deer. It was was gorgeous. I'm kind of sad. We're not going to be there for that. Um, But we, I, I've gotten here in Texas, there's nowhere to really walk that's safe. It's like, I mean, I've gone for runs, but it just feels a little like you might get run over. Yeah, you might get hit by a car because the way people drive here. Um, <laughs> so I kind of miss having that trail nearby. That was really, really nice. It was really nice. Well, there'll be trails at our new house. Yeah. 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 But after we did that. What else did we watch? Because I remember we watched a lot. We've watched mm-hmm. a lot. We're very good about watching series. And we will, like right now, we're watching Ted Lasso. Right now, we're watching Apple Ted Lasso, Plus. which is so good and so sweet. So good. So positive. So positive. And then we and watched, the are so good. at one point, we watched The Morning Show. 
Oh yeah, the morning show. So good. Oh my god. At one point we watched. Um, I mean, we love documentaries, and doc- we watched The Stairway. Oh no! Actually, I don't know that we watched that during the pandemic. Oh really? Was that before the pandemic? I think it was before oh, the pandemic. Wow. But you have to watch. It's called the staircase. Oh, the staircase. But then one of the things that we did watch during the pandemic is Nexium. Speaking of cults, the Nexium series or documentary. We which one? There's two. We only watched one of them. We haven't we watched, watched one of them. And the, I think it was just called Nexium, right? Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. I think that's what it's called. What else did we watch? We've watched a lot. So at, at one point we stopped watching crazy things and we would just turn on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I was like, let's watch Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> let's watch like anything to lighten the mood, you know? Well, we had we got to a point, I think really towards the beginning of the pandemic, we were watching the news all the yeah, time. We had to actually stop watching the news. We and we watched mostly CNN at that time. And it would just your anxiety would just like be so high from watching the news. Yeah, you know, and it, especially those early days when they were like the the tanker is pulling into um, oh my gosh the bay or the, the refrigerated the trucks are pulling yeah. into the thing to like put bodies in outside the hospital. All that stuff. Like, I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. So we had to just like stop. And then once we were in Pittsburgh. The thing that was happening on the news was um, the president's daily briefing. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> if anything will give you anxiety, it's that. Listening to that man talk. <laughs> You're like, well, this there's no hope. Gonna, yeah, there's no hope. So we had to stop watching that as well. And then, that really didn't help. And then we. Uh, so, yeah. So we would just kind of either not turn the TV on mm-hmm. And if we did, it was very intentional to watch something specific. Like 10 minutes, get the gist. And then I figured out to get the news from me, I don't like to watch the TV. So I will just use the NPR on Alexa. Alexa, stop. Um, And I will um, just say, tell me the news. And... I'll get like a five minute report update of the headlines and from NPR and there's nothing, there's no, it's just, here's the information yeah, and they'll, happening. if you want to, you can go into like a more of an op-ed, like d- digging into stories, but I usually just get the headlines. And I'm like, okay, great. You know then, what I need to know. And then speaking of like, you know, the exercise thing, I think that once we got to Pittsburgh, you know, I felt like I, a I was taking class every day you online. Were. I was t- taking class every day. I was with, teaching uh, what's a her lot name? with Antonia Franceschi. Mm-hmm. I was teaching a lot, and we were walking a ton. So we did whole thirty. So we did whole thirty. Um, Brett really wanted to do it. We had done it before, and I think that we started doing it around Memorial Day because we had. We were at my parents' house. It was really hot outside, I remember. Well, <laughs> because up until that point, we've been eating. We were like going to Wendy's. When we first got to Pittsburgh, this we have this terrible habit of doing this when we, we go to new places. We just, because we've moved so many times. Yeah. Where we're just like, oh, I need fast food. I'm hungry. We're, we're hungry. We don't feel like cooking. We don't feel like figuring out the kitchen or whatever. And so we got into this terrible habit of eating fast food. In the beginning when we first got there. Yeah. We did that in Charleston too. I know. But but in Pittsburgh we did 
go to the grocery store and we cooked a ton at home. Yeah, but we were making like burgers and but we we still weren't eating out anyways it was easy but then we but then i was like we should do whole we 30. did we so we decided brett really decided to do whole 30 and i just kind of had to say yes <laughs> you didn't have to do any of it that's not true i was supporting <laughs> and i also wanted to do it too so we started doing it and but like with brett was like we're gonna start tomorrow and like we hadn't even like done the shopping for it <laughs> so we did it and it um it was a, it was a big help it gave us you know it also gave us structure too about what to eat and it made it a lot easier to like make things because we had you know a system or rules in place and it it's just makes it a lot easier so have we stuck to whole 30 since then I have. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah. I mean, I'm like whole 365. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> we did it. We did the 30 days and then almost immediately just started eating. That's not true. I think we did pretty well. And then we carried it over a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, we went back to New York because we had sold our apartment. And so, so we that, had to, again, like your routine just kind of gets changes. so screwed up. Yeah. And then we were back in New York, and we were there in like July, July, which was, was like the so worst. Hot. Yeah, and and also like because of the pandemic, I remember I had a dentist appointment, and we had gotten there, and it was you know it was hot, it was really hot, and and I remember in Pittsburgh, if we were outside, you didn't necessarily have to have a mask on, and I remember I was walking down the street, or I didn't want to take the subway. My dentist is on like sixty. I think 60, I don't know, 60, 60th. 60th Street and like Lexington. And we live on like 7th Street and 2nd Avenue. And I didn't want to take the subway. <laughs> and so I walked. And as I was walking, I noticed that most, a lot of people outside had masks on. But it was so hot. I was like, I cannot walk down the street <laughs> with a mask on for this far. And so I would... I kept like putting it on and taking it off because I felt guilty. But at the same time, I was like, this is just, I'm dying here. And, <laughs> but, and some people didn't, but I felt horrible. Like at the times that I would see, there weren't a lot of people on the street either. So, but it was, it was a rough walk. Yeah. Yeah. So and, we, we were able to, I will say that month that we were in New York to pack up and move was probably the most stressful for mm-hmm. me. I was super frustrated every day because I would have to like, you were teaching yeah. in the living room <laughs> and I'd have to go in the bedroom to coach and there's no air conditioning in there. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, ah, and it was rough. And then we had to like pack all of our stuff into boxes, which was a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. And then that last day was such a killer because the movers were four hours late. I think we have a whole episode about it. Yeah. But, um, but anyway. It was, it was a rough moment. I think that was probably the roughest moment. And that was also when you got the offer to come to Houston. That's right. And I guess so I got the offer to come to Houston. At first, I wasn't sure I was going to take it. Um, and then I ended up agreeing to it. So then we were driving back to Pittsburgh, knowing that then we were going to drive to Houston. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot has happened. And so then we got to Houston in August and 
initially we stayed with Brett's parents because the apartment we rented wasn't quite ready. So I think we were only at your parents' house for a week. Is that yeah, right? It was just a week. Yeah, it was just a week. Um, so that was nice. But again, talk about anxiety. So like <clears throat> my just being so stressed out about the pandemic, you know, obviously, and then coming to a new place and then having to then go to a place I was now teaching in person. Uh -huh. So that was like a big adjustment for me and also nerve wracking and still, yeah. still sort of is. And, um, and just feeling like I can stay far enough away from the students and all of those things. And just being adjusted to that. I remember the first day I went, I was so nervous. I mean, like mm -hmm. really, really nervous. And, um, and, you know, luckily they're taking all the right precautions and I'm able to always keep myself really as far away from them as I want. Um, so I feel safe in that regard, but, but you know, it's just a lot of adjustment, you yeah. know, and now we, we, you know, we've been in this apartment here since August mm -hmm. and it's been, a, it's been a really great apartment, you know, for the most part. Oh yeah, I'm really happy with what yeah. we've had, and yeah. I'm excited that we're gonna be moving into a house. And yeah, super excited. Have space, and but in the meantime, we have been. We try uh, at some point. I think I realized, like, just time management wise, I needed to structure my time better, because Stephen, especially with his job, was able to like go somewhere to work and then come home, but. I work from home, so I wasn't really shutting off. Like I was like working all day and I, I still have a hard time kind of shutting off my brain. Um, but I, I, it's hard too because there's not really like a dedicated office space. So I tend to like get a little bit, like I wake up at six and I'm thinking about work and then it's like nine o'clock and I'm in the evening and I'm still thinking about work and I, I don't have a way to like walk away from it. Right. And so I had to like at some point really make a strong decision like 9 p.m. is when I shut off my computer on Saturdays and Sundays or and now it's Fridays and Sundays. I take the days off so we can be together. Because right? those are my days off yeah. too. <laughs> so that I don't burn out and don't just work. And sometimes like it's frustrating because I know that there's stuff that needs to get done that hasn't gotten done. And yet I'm taking a day off and I don't feel like I deserve the day off because that's, you know, I run the business. So <clears throat> it's been an interesting year of figuring out how to be a business person of growing my business yeah but also um managing our life as a couple and also as it like just as constantly not that life doesn't change hasn't wasn't changing before the pandemic but it feels like all of the circumstances are constantly really changing <laughs> it's like a constant thing um but for the most part, I think we've done okay. Um, it's been all good, but it's definitely been a little stressful at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't believe it's been a year. That's where we are. Hopefully next year at this time, um, this will all be in the past. 
And um, I hope so. Yeah, hopefully it will. And you know what? What? I don't know. I mean, I think that hopefully this time next year will be. You know, I, I don't even know. I mean, it's hard to predict. Everyone asks us, even after we announced that we were getting this house. Right. Are you? Does it mean you're never coming back to New York? Like, what does this mean? And I and like those are the questions we ask ourselves. Yeah, we're not sure. I don't know, but literally this moment right now, this is a better option for us financially, and we really want to be dads, and that's like our our priority. How do we set ourselves up to do that in a way that's not stressful? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this has all been very stressful, so. If we can get into a space where we are spending less money and we have space, yeah. uh, we'll feel like we can be a little less stressed. Yeah. And we'll take it from there because honestly, with Broadway being shut down and yes, there's rumblings and people are doing outdoor things and there's going to be some summer things and I think it's great. I'm yeah. really excited The Muni is going to have a season and I'm excited that Oslo Rep is doing things. Oh, but that's cool. Like... And there'll be things in New York, but not enough to employ us or our friends, you know, yeah. full time. Yeah. And until that really can happen, we might as well keep our overhead low mm-hmm. and keep serving the people that we serve in our businesses and be near family, which is nice. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Right now, this is good. We're yes. gonna we're gonna stay in Texas for now. Yes, with the hopes that we'll get auditions for things and we can self tape for things and continue to put ourselves out there as artists and and book work that way. Mm-hmm. I'm also really excited to get to know the Houston community a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. that's where we are. One year later, leave us a message on Instagram. Let us know where you are on your path, or if you want to. Uh, shoot us a DM or an Instagram uh, or an email. We'd love to hear from you and let let us know how you're doing. And of course, also consider joining us on Patreon. Where we're we're going to do monthly Zoom meetings with our patrons uh, and also show some behind the scenes of us as we're designing and building out our house. Yeah. And, so come be a part of our Patreon community. We'd love to have you. Now we're going to move on to a segment we call Spotlight on Love. I've been in quarantine with my husband for a year now, and sometimes we have bad days separately, and it's so difficult not to take on each other's energy. How do I create space for my spouse when they are going through a bad day without taking on their bad day? Huh. That's that's tough. Yeah. I feel like that probably a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. After this year of quarantine, I think what has helped me is having a schedule, right? Like even when I'm not, when I wasn't going somewhere for work, right? Like it was really helpful, like thinking back on this year, it's like when we were in Pittsburgh, I I think I took class every day at noon, right? So even if I didn't have a lot of other work things that I had to do, like I knew that I had to take this class at noon, whether I wanted to or not, I would always do it. And um, so I was doing that on top of like whatever teaching things that I had um, and just kind of allowing myself to 
have time by myself, right? Whether that's in like a different part of the room or the apartment, or if it's going outside, or if it's calling someone on the phone, um, it's really like making space for your own schedule and own life. And then having the times and moments where you are together with your partner or husband. Um, and so that your whole day doesn't rely on their schedule, right? It's like, mm. you can't, you can't just like always be doing <clears throat> the same thing. Therefore, if you have separation, you, there's just, it's easier not to take on their bad mood. And, and it's also easier for you to come into the space with a more positive attitude. And hopefully your, your attitude will um, rub off on theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that it's, I mean, I know we've had challenging days for myself because we have one car. Yeah. And so if we're, so we're living together, we're in the car together. Um, and if, one person's having a stressful moment. I mean, people drive crazy here in Texas. Uh, but so, although, wait, they drive crazy everywhere. That's true. Wait, can we can we tell you a really quick story? Tell it. So we had just gotten to Pittsburgh, <laughs> and like I said, oh my wait, this is so funny. And the my anxiety was like through the roof. Like I was like just scared to drive down the road, like because there was no one outside. It was like a ghost town. And we were driving to Trader Joe's and we were stopped at this red light and it was like a light where you could only turn left if like there was an arrow, right? So those lights usually take a longer time anyway. And we're sitting there for a long time. I mean, I thought this light was never going to change. There weren't very many people on the road. There was somebody that was behind me and all of a sudden, we were waiting there for a long time. All of a sudden, the guy in the car behind me gets out and starts walking up towards me and it's like pull up to the sensor pull up to the sensor like i guess he thought there was some sort of sensor that my car needed to be in front of for the light to turn green it was in the middle of the day there was no sensor like he i was like i think <laughs> i might have said go fuck yourself i think you I, did i you think did. i might have said that because i was so scared i was like what the hell is this guy doing anyways I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that. Because that's a great example of like how one person's anxiety gets take kind of takes over them. Yeah. And then it's hard as the other person in that space to not like, at least for me, I'm very empathic anyway, mm -hmm. to just like take that stress on and want to fix it or want to stop it or want to like, it's just like, it's super challenging. So how do you... How do you help create space for them to have a bad day? I mean, for me, literally, I have to sometimes just walk away. Yeah. I sometimes just need to go, okay, he's having a bad day. I'm going to go into a separate room or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to, you know, just give each other space to have your feelings. Sometimes I'm literally just biting my tongue and not saying anything and taking deep breaths so that we, so that Steven, if Steven's having anxiety about whatever, he can, he's allowed to have it. And I don't need to just, I don't need to join in and I don't need to fix it and I don't need to solve it. Like he can just have that moment and I can just 
trust that like it will pass. And same thing for, for me, like I have a lot of like stressful days with work and I feel constantly and because I run my own business, it all falls on my shoulders. And there are days where I feel like a complete failure because I didn't get done what I needed to get done. And it's impossible for me to do it all um, because I was one person business. And at the end of the day, I, I'm beating myself up and I need to be able to like process that and move through that. I'm very hard on myself in general. And it's, and I can tell Steven wants to fix it and wants to solve it. And it's really, it's a hard thing when you don't have a lot of space to allow other people to have space. So yeah. I feel you, man. So I think the best thing to do is just walk away as much as you can. And might, that might not mean you can walk away physically, but maybe just emotionally, you can just breathe, create space for yourself so that you're not getting sucked into it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That's my thoughts. Yeah. All right. If you want completely unqualified advice from us on this podcast, please consider shooting us a DM on Instagram or shoot us an email at Broadway Husbands. Uh, you can go to BroadwayHusbands.com. We would love to offer you relationship, dating, family advice. Um, we love hearing from our followers and our listeners. Thanks for listening to the Broadway Husbands podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel and our new designs that are released every month. Thanks to our Patreon patrons. Don't forget to join our family by going to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. And a big shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Go to BPN dot fm forward slash husbands to check out the, the wide array of broadway themed podcasts for your listening pleasure and on this podcast we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do hey it's leslie Udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.